You're listening to The Phillips File on Real Radio. Real Radio! 104.1 A lot of ground to cover with Scott Maxwell today. Mr. Maxwell writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel. Every Wednesday at this time, we talk with Scott to see what's going on and comment on his column as well. Greetings and salutations, Mr. Maxwell. Hello, Jim. How are you? And I, and can I start by offering uh, congratulations to Young Pinkman on his impending nuptials? Oh, oh sure. I thought nice. you were going to congratulate me on my appearance in the Orlando Weekly and being named oh. one of Central Florida's people we love, but that's okay. Oh, my. No, I missed that. But uh, <laughs> is that this week's? Yep. Like upcoming edition just yeah, came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah see, uh, okay, it's not. I don't think it's in print yet, Jim. And if it's if I can't get ink on my hands, I don't read it. No, right. let me move on. I got a lot of ground to cover. First of all, yeah. any thoughts? I know it's early, but there's another sh- school shooting. This one down in Broward County. I don't know how many students have been shot or how many have been killed or injured, uh, but certainly more than a dozen. Any quick reaction to what's going on? I really try not to have quick reaction uh, because we don't know all the details uh, except to to say how uh, mind-numbingly, heartbreakingly common it is. And uh, as we talked about last time, uh, I think we get a bit number every time. It's normalized uh, somehow, right? It's just normal. I think we're desensitized to it. Mm We've talked about this before. When it, when when I was younger, I would on something like this, I would feel like, oh my god! I I, I actually had this thought: for, my son shouldn't go to soccer. My daughter should skip dance. We all need to get together and have dinner together. That that's how we did it. Right. Like after and things, I I know they would look at me like I was crazy tonight yeah. because they, they they this is just not a big deal in their life anymore. It's the new normal, and, and, which is uh, which is sad. Um, it is. It's sick. It it, it it's a. It's messed up in a, in, a, in a truly profound way. Well, I keep asking people, I mean, what is it about this country, about the United States? I know a proliferation of firearms and this and that, whatever. But no other country has this no. problem that we have. There's some, right. I don't know whether it's part of the American psyche. I, I haven't figured it out yet. Like, I know about the number of firearms. I'm a firearms owner myself. But there's something, is there something about us in particular where, uh, where, this kind of, where this nonsense takes place, and as you say, you know, we just, um, okay, another day, you know, another day, another dollar, and, uh, you know. Thought, thoughts and prayers. Yeah, uh, thoughts and prayers. Uh, somebody had, uh, uh, was starting to collect all the thoughts and prayers tweets from uh, the politicians who have sort of the stock one that right. they send out. Uh, yeah, something like this happens. They, you know, hit a button and out it goes. All right, let me move on to today's column or one of your columns. And this is about uh, Orlando International Airport. The uh, TSA has been providing essentially baggage screening and security with Orlando Police, of course, for Orlando International Airport for a number of years. But now the Orlando Aviation Authority, for some strange reason, is thinking about doing away with the TSA and going with private security. And as you mentioned in your column, why is this even coming up? What brainiac came up with this idea and why? The, the, the short answer, I have my suspicions, and they're probably similar to, to yours, and, and, and they're not just suspicions, they're founded. The private companies want a giant piece of this. It, it, it's a giant contract. There is tons of money. And by the way, we can debate whether all of this TSA is effective or not. That, that would be a whole separate debate, you know, because uh, so, sometimes 
it, it, some of it's more theater than actuality. I, I but, agree. But there, I agree. But, but there's also some serious stuff going on. I was down in the bowels of this or, uh, operation uh, Monday, and it's, it's pretty fascinating. And I'm, I'm very impressed with it also. Uh, but but it's not, let's assume we're going to have it. Uh, there are tens, if not hundreds, of millions of dollars at stake. And any time that's the case, whether you're talking about TSA or whether you're talking about education with, with charter and voucher schools, private companies are going to want to get a piece, going to get their hands on it. And uh, that's already started. Now, for the for almost all of the United States, this has been rejected because even hardcore conservative pro-privatization people like Dan Webster, you know Dan, we don't have a more conservative congressman. He says matters of national security should not be contracted out to the lowest bidder. Uh, so with, if we've got 600 airports in, in the United States, hardly any of them do them. There's a couple of puddle jumper types, uh, Bozeman, Montana, Key West, uh, Sanford, where you know, Larry Dales uh, used to be. Uh, These the small ones that have privatized, but there is only one airport of any significant size in the United States that, that has a privatized security. It is San Francisco. And in, and in case you think that was some solution to all sorts of problems out in San Francisco, uh, agents just last year uh, were caught in a bribery thing where they were being paid off to let drugs through. Uh, they've confessed uh, in other stories to letting things through when they were uh, without inspecting bags when they were under pressure to get things. My point is there's no evidence that anybody has that they're doing it better. To the contrary, there's questions, and not, hardly anybody does that. And yet Orlando, as you pointed out, and the leaders of that airport, uh, one of the largest in America, are saying, hey, let, let's take another run at this. But, what, but my question would be, why? I mean, if everything's it's okay, there's no, there's no gigantic scandal that I'm aware of with TSA at Orlando International Airport. There's no you know, gigantic cu- you know, customer or passenger dissatisfaction with what the TSA is, is doing. I mean, we all have to take the belts off. We don't like any of that, but we realize. No. I mean, is anybody saying they're doing such a terrible job? We, we have no alternative. Oh, but to go with a private or private uh, security organization. No, to, to, to the contrary, virtually every study that's been done by the airport or TSA or independent organizations show people are generally happy. J.D. Power says that uh, flyers view this as one of the best-run airports in America. Uh, Valencia College did one and found customer satisfaction of 90%. I don't think you could get 90% of Americans to agree that the sky is blue or puppies are cute, but they've got something like that. Even OIA, who's trying to make it look like uh, that you know that the TSA is a mess up uh, con- contracted out a survey that found 70% satisfaction yeah. which by the way was a higher rate of satisfaction than OIA scored for itself uh, in, in this survey so yeah there oh and also so why are they doing this well it started under John Micah uh, when he was back in office right. he was he hated unions uh, and he didn't like that TSA was unionizing. And by the way, when we talk about these, it, it, as we've just discussed before, this is a boogeyman in this state. Unions don't have squat for power Correct. Uh, in this state. And when you talk about the wages these people are making, it starts at $23,000. i am looking at the thing. $23,000 is what the starting screener is getting. Supervisors, the ones who are, who are actually in charge, the starting pay for them is 35 It tops out the most senior at like 50 I mean, this is, this is not an empowered group of individuals. But John Micah didn't like uh, unions, so he was fussing at that. And then you have the private, the firms that want a piece of it. Covenant is the firm that ran it out in San Francisco, the one I mentioned where they got bribes. They got a lobbyist. Her name's Janine McKinnon. She's been uh, working it for eight years on behalf of Covenant at OIA. 
Uh, so you you got to figure there's a financial uh, pressure. But what's funny is when they tried this three years ago, when Michael was really pushing it hard, it wasn't just people like me who said, well, I don't understand. If it ain't broke, why fix it? Exactly. It was, pe- it was people like the theme parks. It was people like Disney and Universal who said, you know what? Play play your cronyism games uh, with your vending contracts. With who, you, who you're going to give the next McDonald's outlet to. Uh, but don't do it with, <laughs> with national security and a chance to blow up our plane. Uh, they all came out and said security is working fine. I uh, don't change it, and and they dropped it. But now three years later, they're trying it. So what do you think? I mean, uh, you know, probably got the crystal balls. So it's going to go anywhere, or is it one of those things they just threw out there to see what kind of reaction? there would be to it. There's two possibilities. You could have a board member or airport officials who feel like they owe their lobbyist buddies or private contractors yeah. a shot uh, and not going to do it. But I got to tell you, I don't think they bring this up back up. They bring this back up. If you're asking me just my crystal ball, I don't think they bring it up after just getting bitch slapped all over the place three <laughs> years ago, uh, unless they think they have a chance to get it done. So if I had a guess, I would think they would. Now, the, the question I would pose to some of these board members, and by the way, I don't care. I mean, if, if the hand that's frisking me is private or public, it doesn't make a beans worth a difference. All I know is that no planes have blown up since OIA, and that they've got a pretty decent reputation based on what people say. So if I'm one of these board members, and yeah, I got some lobbyists telling me, boy, we'd like a piece of this contract, or I got somebody saying this is a good chance to bust up the unions or give private sector a chance, I'm also going to have to think this. There has not been a single major security problem since in all the 15 years since TSA has been at OAA. God forbid something tragic happens after I change to a private private security right. firm when nobody was asking, when nobody was complaining about it. I think I'd have a lot to answer for, and that's the question if I was a board member I'd be thinking about before I thought. Let me move on to your column about affordable housing. Affordable housing, I guess, has a certain amount of money reserved in Tallahassee, something to that effect. But you're reporting that uh, members of the state legislature or the state, I don't know whether it's the legislature or the executive branch, is dipping into that money and using it for something else. They're not using it for affordable housing, which we need in the state of Florida. Certainly we need it in central Florida. Affordable housing is is very hard to find in in central Florida, Metro Orlando. So what are they doing? They're taking money out for for what purpose? Uh, for anything, uh, whatever they want. It's for tax cuts. If yeah. it's for uh, uh, the Visit Florida, I mean, it goes into the general fund. So they're taking it, whatever they're spending it on, they're using it for this. And and what you what you have here is that uh, about 25 years ago, Florida legislators, in in an unusual show of uh, sort of foresight, realized this state was destined for a housing problem. Mm-hmm. And they realized that because of what you and I talk about so often, that this state is built on the backs of low-wage workers. And if you have people that don't make much money in a place that has rising rents, and we've talked about that as well, we have faster rising rents than than most places in America, it's a bad combination. So 25 years ago, they started peeling off a little little piece of every real estate transaction. Any of your listeners who have ever done a real estate transaction, a little piece of that gets peeled off and put in, put in the state's affordable housing trust fund. Last year was about $300 million. Wow. So you'd so you'd think that'd be $300 million spent on affordable housing. Sure. That is not what they've done for the past 10 years. Actually, for the last eight years straight, they have, have uh, basically they've raided it. They've stolen it and used it for other things. And uh, this year, it's, it's a full half of that. It's $150 million of the $300 million. They just take and use it to fund their other priorities. What does anybody say about that when you say Mr. or Mrs. Uh, legislator? What, you know, I mean, you're part and parcel 
of removing money from the affordable housing fund and you know shifting it over there i mean do do they ever respond or do we know who they are or what what do you do with these individuals yeah uh, they they did and that's part of what got me a little uh steam my clams a little extra much uh, <laughs> yesterday was uh so they the, both uh the house and the senate have done it finally the senate and they're both led by republicans but finally senate republicans said no you know what this is no housing is getting to be a crisis in the state and we've written about it. we got one of the worst uh for problems with finding affordable housing in in the america right here in central florida the senate said we can't do this anymore and they went to the house speaker richard corcoran as miami herald did and said, we got to do it. He said, are you going to change it and actually spend this money where it's supposed to go? And Corcoran says, Corcoran's excuse is no, we're probably going to keep stealing it because we are living in tight financial times. And that is the biggest load of horse hockey I have ever heard. They have set record spending uh, budgets every year for the past five years. These guys make drunken sailors look like they're at AA meetings. I mean, $87 billion. When Governor Rick Scott got in office, Charlie Crist had a $70 billion. Seventy, And Rick Scott said that was way too bloated. It's $87 billion they're spending right now. So this, is, this isn't a matter of tight or lean financial times. It's a matter of these guys not wanting to spend this money. It's not being a priority. Money that was designated that every Everyone who's listening to us right now has paid specifically for housing. Right. They don't want to use that one. Let me move on to John Amina, the chief of the Orlando Police Department, who I believe announced today he's running for Orange County Sheriff. Is that just uh, essentially a, a, a shoe-in? I don't know who else wants to run for sheriff. I, I, I don't understand why uh, the chief of OPD wants to be the sheriff. I thought in the pecking order... You know, as far as law enforcement agencies, now, you know, Sheriff's Department, I guess, is bigger. But uh, I think OPD officers are paid more than sheriff's deputies. Uh, Some would argue that their department might be just a tad more prestigious, prestigious, a little bit more sophisticated, a big city police department, as opposed to, you know, the sheriff's department that handles unincorporated slash a lot of the rural areas. Or is it just... Hey, that's a stepping stone for something else, because Jerry Demings, the sheriff, is running for Orange County mayor. You know, I haven't asked uh, Mina personally, but I, I can tell you the numbers are not even close. Uh, the Orange County Sheriff is a lot bigger yeah. uh, in, 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 in both money and size. Use it of is. Force. Like, yeah. I think maybe four times the size mm-hmm. uh, than, than it is. And, and most places, it's not like that. If you go to Chicago or some other city, the, the, police, the Chicago, city of Chicago is going to be much bigger than, what is that, Cook County. Yeah. Uh, so so it is a, is a lot bigger here. Uh, he may have aspirations. I think he is generally viewed as easily the favorite. Um, however, I was a little surprised. I think we reported um, he, he was a Republican and now an independent. I don't know that folks care that much about that, but he also has hired a, a Republican campaign manager, or at least someone who's sending out information, a guy named John Dallas, who uh, has been involved with campaigns like you may remember, because I believe you talked about it a lot, like the Robert Stewart uh Muslim polling uh, oh, really? one, uh, and and I was a little surprised by Mina, who I think is generally he got a pretty good reputation right. and doesn't have many negatives. He's bringing a little baggage with him with that. So yet, what I guess I think I thought was a shoe in. I'm not as convinced yet, but we'll have to see how it all plays out. Okay, very good, excellent. Appreciate t- uh, what's coming up in the next column. That's what I need to ask you next. Oh, I have uh, yeah something interesting to, uh, earlier this. 
This Yes, earlier this week down in uh, South Florida, a, a Miami hotelier was arrested basically on bribery charges. Mm-hmm. The notion that he had been providing free hotel rooms to a public official in Miami Beach in exchange for permits. And, and that, all right, that makes sense if he's getting swapping. The point I wanted to make is that I didn't know that was a crime in this state because every year Disney and Universal yeah. give not just one public official, but the entire legislature. Right, right. 800, not every year, but a total of $800,000 worth of free rooms, uh, tickets, show tickets, perks. Uh, and, and that's not considered a crime. That's considered a tradition. Well, they so. do it. They're just trying, they're just nice people, you know, they, they just want to say thank you for serving us, uh, you know, public servant, and thank you very much. You know, I think they make it look clear that they they don't want anything out of it, nor do they Absolutely. expect anything out of it. It just, it just so happens it <laughs> happens to be uh, the free stays or the pre-session retreat when they are considering the legislation that these uh, right. theme parks uh, want. But yeah, absolutely. It's like the Second Harvest Food Bank, basically. One big cherry. Good enough. Thanks for joining us. We'll do it again next Wednesday, okay? Yeah, my pleasure. Look All right, man. To. Scott uh, Maxwell writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel right around the corner. Shot Doctor with Casting Call. Then we have the Five Minute Professor. We got PPT upcoming. Wow. Lots of things to handle on Real Radio 104.1.